Hello, everybody. Welcome to Get Better at Business. I am Travis Richards. We are joined once again by my dear friend and personal hero, Lindsay Harris. <laughs> if you have not heard, Lindsay has a super cool origin story. She has a design firm that is an interior design firm in Houston. If you have not heard part one with Lindsay, where she talks about her entrepreneur origin story, I would really encourage you to check that out. We will have links to that in the notes. The focus of this episode, however, is we are getting deep into Lindsay's expertise, and that is how does our environment, like the physical place where we live and work, what can that do for you personally? What can it do for your mindset? What can it do for your company? And so, Lindsay, no pressure, but you are personally now responsible for convincing me that I need to drop some money on improving the physical environment around here and just like, you know, help convince all of us that it's like, it does matter whether you have a nice place to work or not. Yeah. You recently redesigned and redecorated your own space. Is that correct? I did. I did. I just, this past May expanded our office and did a little revamp in the process. Yeah. So I guess what was that like whenever you were deciding to do that, like what were the reasons that kind of drove you to be like, you know what, like we really like, presumably your place, like presumably your place was not like bad or out of, you know, beforehand. Right. I mean, I would assume that as an interior designer, like it was at least nice to begin with. Correct. Oh yeah. It was pretty. I mean, we have blue cabinetry. We have a pretty couch, a pretty sofa, have some really pretty furniture. There's always an influx of random pillows and things that are on waiting to go to a client's that they'll just sort of have visitation rights in our office for a while before they move on. But yes, I think more than anything, we needed more space. We were, our team had expanded. We had four in the office, whereas before we only had two and we just have a lot of stuff. As I mentioned in our previous episode, interior designers have a lot of things. So even though there's only four of us, we needed more space and we needed more storage space. So my sweet husband, your dear friend, was pacing around our building one day and realized that the adjacent suite, which had been abandoned for quite a few years, there's been no tenant there. He realized that it backed up to one of our rooms where we all sat, where our main sort of office pod is. Mm -hmm. And he said, hmm, I bet I could call your landlord and we could see about adding on to your office. I didn't want to mm-hmm. move. I liked the location. It's worked really well. The rent was reasonable. You know, it had a lot of pluses, but we did need more space. So we called the landlord and he was more than willing, especially since it had been vacant for so long. Commercial real estate's not doing so great right now with everyone working <laughs> from home. So sure. he was, you know, I don't think anybody's really, not that many people are actually expanding or signing yeah. new leases. So he actually paid for the build out, which was really nice. And we added on a bunch of square footage and we're able to kind of rearrange some of our existing spaces to better suit our needs and our growing team and have a little bit more room to spread out, which was great. And we were kind of on top of each other. It was really tight. And I have a little bit of a non-traditional work situation. I don't want to be in my own room. You know, I may run this company, but I don't want to be in my own little corner office with the door shut. Uh-huh. We're very much a team and very collaborative. So I want to be with my team. And if I need to take a call, I'll, you know, pop into the other room and close the door. But for the most part, it's 
a team and collaborative. And even now I'm in the back, like we, my, my operations manager has basically her own room and this big setup. And when some of our vendors have come by to say hi and see the new space, they're like, Oh, is this your desk? And I was like, no, I'm over there. Like I'm way in the back. <laughs> I don't want to be near the door and I don't want to be, I want to be tucked away and I'm kind of messy anyway. So I need my own. You need spot. your own room. All right. So yeah. like, how is it that like, like, I guess now that you've got an improved setup and you talked about how it's important for y'all to be collaborative, everything, just like, what is it like for your team to have a like physical environment that sort of supports like the vibe and the culture that you want to have as a, as a company? Like, I guess, how important is it that your team, if you want to be collaborative, that you have an environment that actually facilitates that? I think it's huge. I, I don't think I'm gonna have to do much to convince you, Travis, because it's your environment is incredibly important. And I think that a lot of people have really come to realize that in COVID and being in lockdown and being home and not being in their office and not being able to get out because our phones are ringing off the hook because people realize how much your environment affects you. And being in their environment at home, they realize I've been putting off doing this. I've been putting off doing that. I'm realizing now how important it is and how your surroundings affect your mood, affect your productivity, everything. So I think it's especially important in your work environment. You spend, I mean, we both probably spend more time at work than we do at home. So why is your work environment the last thing on the list in terms of bringing it up to a nice aesthetic level and to be an environment that you want to be in? And especially having a team and having other people coming into that office every day and you being in charge of it, you are setting the tone for the productivity of, of your employees. So why would you not want a nice bathroom and a nice kitchen and a place where they can eat up their lunch and it's not a gross mess and a place where they can hang out and chat and collaborate and it be a bright and exciting place to go to work, right? I think our office building it's not very sexy. It was built in the 60s. We have mm -hmm. very small windows. And that was a big problem for me, especially with what we do. I wanted a lot of light. And so we painted the whole office white. I wanted mm -hmm. a nice backdrop, especially when I'm dealing with colors and I'm looking at things I need it to be kind of bright and white. And our office feels tremendously different than any of the other suites in this building. And it the, even the UPS guy is like, man, your house, your mm -hmm. office is so much nicer than everybody else. And I'm working with the same thing that the other people are. They just haven't put any thought into it or effort into it. They've got sad, drab carpet and sad, drab walls. And it just doesn't feel inviting or happy. And I'm much more productive when I'm in a good mood. So why wouldn't you want your environment to elevate your mood and make you a happier person? You're going to be more productive. You're going to be a lot better at work. So, okay. I'm about to get like devil's advocate on you for a second here. And so I think that what, okay. So I think what some people would say now for anyone that does not know, I am the owner and CEO of an industrial manufacturing company. Like we do, we don't host a lot of clients here. It's not like, I think some people would just be like, well, sure. Lindsay, you're an interior designer. You're going to have people that come by and it's really important that your office looks nice because this is what you do for a living. But me, yes. I'm different. 
I'm different. I don't need the same things that you do because it's whatever. So like, what do you say to somebody that comes back with, to you like that, where it's just like somebody that's just like, Hey, it does for my business. It doesn't matter. It's not important. We don't, we don't have clients come in here. I think that there's two different ways to design an office, right? There is one for the clients. And certainly you think of big law offices and big Mm -hmm. design firms, maybe that have to have some sort of feeling when you walk in the door, right? For their clients. We're big and important. This is our big, important space with our expensive stuff. And it's very fancy, right? You don't necessarily have to have that. You're designing it for the people that work there. So yeah, you're not trying to impress the clients walking in the door, but you want to create an environment that your employees want to go to every day and want to be productive in. So it's not necessarily about spending a bunch of money and making it really flashy. It's about taking care of basic needs, making it aesthetically pleasing, and throwing in a few touches that make people feel at home, whether that's some color or some pattern or a real plant. I mean, we've Mm -hmm. got like five plants in our office and we're, we including a giant tree just to like bring some life in here. And we just have to water it once a week and you know, it's easy. So you're not, while you're not trying to impress people, you're trying to create an environment and create a good working environment. You want your team to enjoy coming every day. So if it's sad and drab and gross and old and chipped paint and, you know, hobbled together furniture, it just doesn't feel as happy and enjoyable. So I think there's levels to it. You don't have to go crazy. Yeah. And that's a good point too, is that it's like, you know, I think that you you kind of painted a really good picture where people think about like, oh, you know, like getting a designer to do something for their office or to, you know, whenever people think about things that places that are decorated, I think a lot of people go to like the big Mm -hmm. law firms that have, you know, bookshelves, many leather bound books that smell of rich mahogany and that kind of thing. And it's Mm -hmm. like, right. You know, so that's not good. I guess that now here's the other devil's advocate thing like that I would throw at you. You are an architect by education and you have a master's degree in interior design. And so you already know, like we've talked about creating an environment that facilitates, Hey, this is the, this is how we can set things up to sort of do the vibe, to create this vibe or to create, you know, create a collaborative environment versus something else. Like you already know that because you've been trained and educated on how to do that. Somebody like me, mm-hmm. if I were to come in and do this, it's, it would be freaking amateur hour where it's like, I don't even know what to do. And so as I'm sitting here talking, it's like, okay, we'll just find somebody that's a freaking expert and get them to help you. But like, I guess. That's kind of how you do it, right? Yeah. And so, and I know that you're, you know, Lindsay Harrod Interiors is a residential interior design thing. And so I know that you're not going to come walking through the door to help me. But if I were to, like, what would somebody expect from the process of being like, hey, look, listen to this podcast. Lindsay has convinced me that I need to invest in my environment for my people how would they go about finding somebody once they do find somebody? What is that process going to look like? Sort of just give us like kind of a, this is what you would probably expect if you wanted to tackle this in your own company. Right. Well, I think it's, it's a form of outsourcing, right? You have a business consultant, you have um, mentors, you have a CPA, you have a lawyer, you have all these things that you outsource because you're not good at it, right? You find someone who's better than you and you pay them to do it for you. So this is exactly the same way. If you are and I think that it kind of goes down to 
branding too. Like you spend money on graphic design and I see your adorable hat you've got on and you're like, you know, you didn't design that, right? I bet a graphic designer designed that. So you got to outsource it. And that can be any sort of level, right? There are big firms. If you're a big company and have a lot of money to throw down on it, there are large commercial firms that do office spaces that are really big experts on it. And I have some friends that I went to school with that work on, you know, internet startup firms in New York and have these like super fabulous office spaces. And then that people want to go work at because it's a fabulous place to work, right? So there are big companies like that. And then if you're smaller and you don't have a ton of money, I mean, maybe there's someone in your social circle who does this on the side or is just incredibly creative and ask them to come pick some paint colors and kind of help you select a few things that might elevate your space. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money because there's there's a designer for everybody. There are people who have huge firms and that do big stuff. And then there's neighbors who are just incredibly talented and have some extra time on their hands and might come help you. So there's something in between, everywhere in between, depending on what your needs are. And you kind of just have to start asking questions, just like you would if you needed a new lawyer, a new CPA. You ask around, right? Ask your friends, ask other business people around you. If you know someone who has a really well-designed space, hey, did you have help with that? Or did you just do that on your own? So I think it's just asking questions and looking around and, and making a commitment to kind of elevate your space and make it better for you and your employees. If, like, let's say that you're talking to somebody and they recognize the importance of this, but for whatever reason, it's like their budget for this is literally $0. You know, you kind of, you, you mentioned mm-hmm. that some things that y'all are doing to kind of bring life into the place or whatever, like somebody says, I want to try to address this problem and make it a better environment for my people, but I don't have any money to spend. What would you like, what would you what would you suggest that they do? Like kind of what are some of like the layups, you know, easy kills that they can get to just be like, Hey, this doesn't cost you any money, but it might make a big, or let's not say zero. Let's just say that they don't have, you know, a ton of money to go out and hire somebody and knock down walls and do stuff like that. What are some of the easy, quick, quick, cheap, easy things that they can do that will help? I think you could even have a friend who's good at this come over, be like, I'll give you a bottle of wine. Like if you're, you're good at this stuff, come take a look. Cause it might even just be the layout. It might even be the way that you've arranged the desks or the way that your conference room is laid out. It, it could just be rearranging what you already have that costs nothing. And if you have someone with a better eye that'll come in and give them some swag and a bottle of wine and be like, take a look and just tell me what I could do better. That would be incredibly easy. Paint is the cheapest thing you could do. You know, if you've got dirty walls and it just kind of needs a fresh coat, then, you know, maybe you need to get in there on the weekend and slap some paint up and do it yourself. You know, there's, there's ways that you can make things and improve things without spending a ton of money. And maybe it is just going to the grocery store and buying a couple plants. I mean, that really makes a big difference. You know, my, my operations manager loves fresh flowers. So she'll, she likes to go to Trader Joe's once a week and she buys a bunch for herself and then sometimes <laughs> buy a few extra for us and it it just makes you smile. So there's some little things that you can do that don't necessarily cost thousands of dollars, you know? Yeah. Because I get that. I mean, we're all trying to increase our bottom line. And if you pour a bunch of money into something like the design of your space, then yeah, there goes your bottom line. I mean, even us, there's stuff that I would still like to do that we sort of put a halt on for a little bit just to kind of calm things down and make sure we're not overspending. So, and we sort of did it over time. You know, I just, 
put wallpaper in my big entry space, which we use a lot of wallpaper in our business. So it felt like the right thing to do and and a big branding thing for us. And we tried to pick a pattern that felt like our company. And we even had an internal contest to see who could pick the best wallpaper that represented our brand. And I lost. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) We all kind of went and grabbed something and outsourced and, and kind of made it a fun thing. And, but that's taken, we've been in this space for three years now. I would have loved to do that a long time ago, but it just didn't make sense financially. So you can also do things over time. It's not in your budget. Just stretch it out a little bit. Make make improvements along the way and ask your team, you know, what would you like to see, guys? Like, are you happy with the kitchen setup? Do you wish that there was a place that y'all could all sit down together and collaborate and work as a team? And, you know, every business is set up differently, but maybe there's something that you don't even realize is off or that bothers everybody, you know, or maybe the girls are like, Travis, the bathroom's nasty. Like we need to redo the bathroom. And you're like, what bathroom? I don't know. I don't care. But you have no idea because you haven't asked. So I guess the last thing, and this is something that is probably free. I mean, it it is free to do, but like, let's say that you're like, if you were coming in here to help me, you know, and I trade you a bottle of wine for a little bit of advice or whatever, like, what are the questions that I need to like, kind of have already asked myself? Because like, obviously it's like, look, you don't work here. You don't know any, you know, much about my business. So like, what are the questions that you are going to ask that I should already have thought about and answered ahead of making some decisions about changing the layout or getting some new decor or whatever? What are the things that I already need to like know ahead of time before you and I have this conversation? Okay. It's, it's funny. This is a very similar process than I would with any client and even residential. It's how do you use your space? What do you like the best about your space? What do you like the least? What do you wish your space had? What sort of functional requirements are being met or not met? And how do you want it to feel? How do you want to feel when you walk in your office every day? You open that door, you've got your coffee in your hand, you've got your bag, you walk in and you turn on the lights. What do you want to feel? If you can think through that, that's the, that's the starting point. If you want it to feel drab and depressing, then keep it the way it is. You know. <laughs> well, all right. I'm convinced. I, I would say that the big nuggets I got here is number one is like kind of you know answering those questions and really putting some thought into that, mm-hmm. recognizing that it's important and that the space and the way that it looks and feels has an impact. I also heard a ton of you saying like you know involving the team, you know, and making sure that you know getting their input. Is there any other like last plea that you will make to everyone listening to convince them like this is important it is worth your time and energy might be worth some of your money your space matters convince us I just think that your interior and your environment has a huge impact on your life and your mood and it's incredibly important you spend so much of your day in your office and it needs to be an a welcoming exciting environment to be in it'll increase your productivity it will increase your workplace mood and happiness and it's just worth it it's worth spending time and energy on your environment well i'm i am sold i hope that everyone else that's listening is sold too like i as i was telling lindsay i literally have nothing up on my walls like not even a diploma a plaque like nothing and so I'm going to fix that 
quite quickly. Thank you so much. This has been so fun and You're welcome. inspiring. If somebody is feeling this way about their personal space at home and they're interested in learning more about Lindsay Harrod, Lindsay Harrod Interiors, where can they find you? Best place is probably Instagram. Our handle is Lindsay Harrod Interiors. Come find us, come follow us, engage with us. We love our followers and listeners and we're always putting out lots of beautiful imagery and content. So come check us out. Well, we will have links to that and the website and to Lindsay's website in the show notes. Those of you that are listening, if you have decided to do something as a result of this, we would love to have your comments about something that you have done in your space at work and how it's affected you and improved the mood of your team and your productivity. If you found this helpful or if you did not and you, you have comments for us about the podcast, we would love to hear from you. If you have other ideas that you want to explore, please leave those as well. We would also really appreciate it if you would give us a rating and subscribe. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us and everybody go out. Yeah. Everybody go out there and fix your space. It matters. (laughs) Thanks, Travis. Good to see you. Likewise. Hey there, Travis Richards. One last time. Thank you so much for investing your time and tuning into the show. I really hope that this was helpful to you and I would appreciate your feedback very much. If you have some notes on what specifically from this episode was useful or if you have ideas on what we can do better in the future. If you would like to support the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other people find us and also just recommend us to a friend. To get in touch, visit us at www.getbetteratbusiness.com. That's all for this episode, and I hope that you'll join us again next time. Thanks.